Hey, hey, welcome to LDS Transitions. So I've been thinking lately about my journey, reflecting on it. Um, I've had some triggers and just kind of processing, how do I get out of those triggers? How do I handle it? And I had an interesting analogy um, that I want to share. So a little bit of background. I had a dream the night before last about a girlfriend that I had in high school. I was so infatuated with her. You know, I call it infatuation now. um, I would have called it love. But (laughs) it was based, my infatuation was based on the whole LDS narrative of the eternities and, you know, everything that's wrapped into the beautiful narrative of, you know, having a spouse, having kids forever and ever and ever type thing. And, you know, you know, I, as a teenager, I had no idea, no concepts of what marriage really was and, and kids and, and everything and the complexities of a relationship um, I was just, you know, having fun and, um, enjoying life. You know, you're at that precipice where so much of your life's decisions are made at that time. And this girl, um, I never kissed her. Um, I was very socially awkward. Um, but we became pretty good friends. Um, <laughs> even though my my ideologies or my concepts um, around a relationship, you know. I grew up where, hey, I'm the priesthood holder. And uh, so, you know, yeah, I'll listen to what the wife says, but, you know, I have I have the priesthood, so I get the last say. Um, my mom would uh, oftentimes say, sounds good to me when there's a family decision being made. Kind of meaning like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want, husband, uh, you know, I'll go along with it. It's not bad, but it's kind of like, well, I'm supposed to bow to your wishes and I don't see any problems with them, so sounds good to me. Um, kind of, I'm not going to make waves on it. You know, you you asked me after it's already proposed, <clears throat> And, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, my dad asked my mom ahead of time with his ideas, whatever they were. Uh, And so my mom's like, yeah, whatever. Um, But in other ways, my mom was very much uh, ran the house and did a very good job of being on top of things and uh, being very concerned and helpful for the kids on where they needed to be with Eagle Projects, with school, with, um, you know, and there's a lot of us kids, and she did a great job in many respects, and more so than I think I I could have. Um, it's probably good that I don't have six-plus kids, uh, but, uh, but I'm also not a mom, right, and 
mom's kick butt. Um, but it's, you know, I, I talk about that because we're in this narrative or construct of, hey, the priesthood holder, you know, he, he's in charge, he answers to God, and, and uh, he holds a priesthood, so he's going to help lead the family in what to do. You know, kind of like Lehi. You know, it wasn't Sarai that talked to God. It was Lehi, and, and their family was to pack up and leave. Um, so it's it's not this mutual... I mean, I, I know that's hard. In some relationships, um, I think it's very much mutual. And um, that may be a little bit behind the scenes... But in other aspects, it's kind of a, no, this is what, this is what we're supposed to do, regardless of how tuned in they are, if you will, um, or whatever that it means to be tuned in. But, uh, so going back to my reflection, you know, um, I had a dream about this girl, um, and I thought that was weird. I was infatuated for her for years. But uh, when she broke up with me after my mission, I was just devastated. I'd wrapped this ideology around perfect family and and her, and I just, you know, she's awesome. And and I tried to wrap these constructs and these ideas around her and what life would be like, and then when... She said, hit the road, Jack. It wasn't like that. She she was very kind. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think she had to tell me like two or three times, yeah, we're just friends. <laughs> and I kept... <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's kind of... I didn't know my boundaries, you know. To me, God was saying, hey, here's a girl that has gonna be your future wife I didn't have anything direct like that but hey you know I felt the spirit so much around her you know and so you know I I think it's meant to be (laughs) but I never told her anything like that I wasn't bold some people are bold and like hey I uh I had a dream about you and God told me that you're to be my wife um I think that that's a very scary concept, and I'm glad I didn't go down that path, but um, I wasn't too far distant either. But uh, great, great, um, great individual, um, you know, and but uh, there's no perfect little box-up world in, in young women's and young men. They try to paint this story perfect fantasy for you and then you get into marriage and kids and life and you know having to support a family having to hold the family together as a as a mom per se (laughs) and you're stuck in these constructs and you're just like where's the magic you know where's the magic after a while um so the magic uh, for my family did leave 
quite quickly, um, per se, and, and it didn't change my testimony. Um, the only thing that really changed my testimony or my beliefs is the fact that there's whitewashing, lack of transparency, and, uh, dishonesty, and then, uh, history that I had no idea about and didn't find out till I was like 39, 40 years old. It's like, what the hell? Really? Um, but, uh, going back to my reflection, you know, it's been about five years. Uh, next month will be the five-year mark where I first listened to a YouTube from Benchmark Books um, on Leonard Arrington and his biography and um, from uh, Gregory Prince and just kind of realized hey you know the church is hidden their history they haven't been transparent and so it took me down the path of okay I'm not trusting the church if I want to know what really happened I have to be willing to pull in all sources but it really pissed me off and I'm like okay I can't trust these men I can't trust them um and that is hurtful so again going back to my reflections you know I, as a youth, you know, and as an early adult, where my brain's not fully developed, I'm building these unhealthy constructs of what life is going to be like, you know. Once you get married in the temple, you know, these sexual addiction type feelings or, you know, that's all going to go away because you're going to have a spouse and you know, and, and so those, you know, those feelings and, and stuff is, you know, you're not going to have any sexual based tension that you have to deal with, with your body. And, and it's like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, but your wife, uh, is also taught these ideas and, and, you know, and basically sex is, Sex is bad, except for making kids. Um, and then if you can't make kids, then it's really frustrating. Because then your spouse, um, the anyone that has fertility issues, understands that every time you try to have sex and you have fertility issues, it's just a reminder that, yeah... Normally this would be a happy time because I'm anticipating having kids from having sex and, uh, and that's it's not on the table right now. We have to do a lot more testing and stuff. Um, so that's a construct and an issue there as well. And um, we, we tried infertility treatments and that didn't take and um, we went the adoption route and did foster care and and our uh, our kids had a lot of prior abuse 
Um, we adopted three kids and just, it, it's not a pretty picture when you have kids that have adoption issues and they don't train you for that, you know? Basically all life trains you for is, yeah, you just gotta love them, you know? And all the problems will go away. You just need to live like Christ and they'll be able to see that light and process things. You know, they didn't go through, you know, no church is based off of, that I know of, is based off of constructs of when there's trauma, this is how you help people. However, it is interesting that the mourning with those that mourn construct in Christianity is a beautiful piece because being able to truly mourn with someone that mourns brings a sense of validity of being able to hear. But being able to actually help with those trauma responses, it uh, definitely takes more than just hearing someone. Um, and there's not a lot of people that are experienced with trauma. But anyway, I keep uh, having squirrel events. Um, but with this perfect little narrative that I had formed up in my youth of how the eternities and marriage and everything was going to work, um, that is a kind of a core or a, a perfect reflection of, or fairy tale of, this is how it's going to be. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be wonderful. And it just isn't, it's just not that way. Um, at least for so many of us, you know, if you have the magic pill that helps this fairy tale all come into play, one, it's probably an illegal pill, <laughs> and, uh, and it's a short fix, right? Because we're always going to have issues. Um, that's, it's just the nature of the beast, um. You know, and church is going to excuse it out of, well, you know, we're here to be tested, and that's why we have these issues. No, it's called mortality in that every life has to struggle to live and to thrive. And it's just part of life in and of itself, and when death comes, death comes. And is there something after? I have no idea. But if there is it would be quite the thing for you to be able to retain your memories from a prior life. Because how in the world is that retained when it's in a biological state that has decomposition? How does it stay? There has to be something more to the soul, and science hasn't been able to help prove that. And that's not where I'm saying that there isn't. It's just... There's no evidence that there is, and that, that's hurtful, that's hard, and that's what's difficult with these belief structures is that, you know, they paint these beautiful pictures, but the reality of it is we just don't know, we just don't know, and then you have these prophets and seers and revelators, and they just don't know either. 
they put on a good show and they talk the dance and they help you believe or maintain a belief to some degree but they just don't know um you know they're very much like any other organization they figure things out as they come just like a bishopric or a stake presidency or a relief society presidency how can we help sister so-and-so yeah let's take her a casserole well maybe she hates casseroles maybe she doesn't want you coming to her house and but hey that's the way that you can help but is it really helping um it's hard to say right so um but going back to my reflection i kind of have this analogy of I'm a submarine in the depths of the ocean and I want to get back to the top. I want to have flexibility in moving and being able to formulate and evolve my constructs, my beliefs, but I'm held down by this anchor. The air in the submarine is getting stale. Um, I feel like I need a new lifeline feel like I'm suffocating a little bit and I've got these huge weights and anchors that are holding me down into this depth that have provided me structure in the past but they've not allowed me to feel free to move around and that was okay when I was in that construct it's like hey this is beautiful I love the ocean and in the submarine and hey I can go to the top um, to some degree but it's only in a limited range and I can do this I can do that but all the meantime I have these heavy anchors that are attached to me because I'm attached to this construct um, and I need to be able to release these anchors so that I can bob up to the surface from where I'm at right now um, I want to be able to travel the world. I don't want to be anchored down anymore. I want to be able to expand my views. I want to be able to thrive. Um, and I have to be able to cut loose of these beliefs and be able to be independent. And, and part of that is being validated that I am different and that's a huge part right now is that my my wife needs me to be anchored um, and so you know I want to detach and, and be free but she's afraid I'm leaving her um, but you know where I live and where my beliefs are don't always have to, they're not the same. They're like different parallels. Um, they're, they're just different. I can still live, but my beliefs be able to roam, if you will. I don't have to be anchored down um, all in one place where she is in beliefs. Um, 
and so it's difficult to try to represent that. It's difficult to feel safe. It's difficult for her to feel safe. You know, my my husband wants to remove the anchors and be able to float around in a submarine of beliefs. Um, and I'm afraid it's going to destroy my family. I'm afraid it's going to change my eternities. Um, but I need a release. I need fresh air. My beliefs need to be able to thrive. I need to find spirituality. There's a lot I need to be able to do. But being anchored down, the air is still, I'm not getting that newer sense of spirituality. Um, I see the constructs and the anchors and they're rusty, but they're not going away. So it's hard. So what do I do to release the anchors? Well, I have to be able to communicate with my wife. And the risk with that is she's she's afraid that that it's destroying everything. And she might say, hey, time for you to go. Because we've been there before. So I don't want to lose my family. But at what point does it bring peril into my life? By not being able to go to the surface? By not being able to feel free and safe and, and okay, right? Um, so, it's kind of the construct that I'm building right now, being able to reflect on where I'm at, where I'm going, <laughs> but, uh, you have to be safe, you have to be kind, you have to be able to thrive, excuse me, you have to be able to hold it together. Um, and it's not easy so you have to take time to process things to cry it out to listen to the music that helps you process that helps you heal whether if it's you know Metallica because you're pissed off to you. <laughs> this is showing my colors to Yanni or classical that helps you rebuild and thrive, you know, find your music, <laughs> um, find your space, find your beauty within as well as, uh, without one day at a time, one moment at a time, but authenticity is needed. Being able to communicate is needed. Being able to get to the surface and find your fresh air is needed. So how can you do that in the constructs that I'm in? Am I still able to be active in my ward? 
by being in an environment of belief but not holding that belief. I don't know. Um, that's a tough one. But I'm not paying tithing, so that helps. I don't consider my bishop or stick president as having authority over me. But my wife does have that construct. And I don't want to lose her or my kids, so it's a tough one. But be kind, uh, be helpful, have a good day, and take care.